Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. What's going on, guys? Just before we get episode 51 of the PT Coffee Cast underway with Andreas and Kai of the Physio Tutors, I wanted to let you know that they had offered you guys, the listeners, a promo code to get 10% off their assessment ebook. Um, and basically, that ebook consists of an overview and a guideline for combining their clinical expertise and the latest research on the Physiotherapy Tutors YouTube videos. Um, and it basically aims to provide the interested reader and followers on their various social media platforms with more in-depth research um, and background into some of the statistical properties of the clinical tests that they cover um, on their YouTube channel. Uh, so within this book, you're going to get uh, 480 plus pages. You'll get some interactive um, content. You'll get detailed descriptions. Things are searchable. Um, and you get free lifetime updates, guys. So if you want to use the promo code MOVEMENT, which would be MVMT, to get 10% off, um, you can do that by going to their website, adding the book to their cart, and using the promo code MVMT. Guys, this is an awesome uh, opportunity, and we really appreciate uh, Andreas and Kai offering this up to you guys. Uh, they're, they're doing great things, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Cheers. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Movement PT Coffee Cast. My name's Dalton, and with me, as always, is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? Cold. Cold? Cold. Well, this is Canada. <laughs> it is, what, January? Yeah, sure. So it's expected. My basement's freezing. Yeah, it's all right. We're good. We got our coffees. We switched up a little bit today. We, we did. So last episode, we recorded with Ian, and we, we, I had my first siphon experience, which was amazing. Um, changed my life. <laughs> but uh, today, we're back to the regular four over. I'm not going to lie. I think I like it a little bit better than, than the siphon. All right. But... Uh, you know, all coffee is good coffee, but some coffee is great coffee. Just dropping like huge quotes off the top. <laughs> all right, guys, we're back at it this week in another interview um, with two gentlemen who basically saved my career in physiotherapy school uh, for all of my practical exams. Uh, we have <laughs> Andreas and Kai from the Physio Tutors. Boys, what's going on? Hey, all good. We got our coffees as well, although it's <laughs> 2, 2 p.m. now. <laughs> it's eight o'clock here, so it's like it's acceptable. Actually, coffee's acceptable. Doesn't yeah, that's right. That's right. You just gotta be willing to accept the consequences a little more if it's later in the day. <laughs> exactly. That's all. How uh let's just kick it off with the coffee then. So like what do you guys what kind of coffee are you guys drinking and how are you how are you brewing your coffee over there in Instagram? Um yeah, we're lucky that our housemate has an espresso machine. So it's actually pretty awesome coffee. You can send a uh, picture for yeah. the show notes. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's called the Rancilio Silvia. It's like one of the like Italian silver, like stainless steel espresso machines. It's a pretty good machine. Oh man, yeah. that sounds classy. Yeah, that sounds way better than what we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually like this is such a uh, surreal moment because not only have uh, your guys' videos saved our bacon for like like uh, exams and stuff, but as we've been in practice too, it's like, uh, I, no questions asked, you know, if I'm looking up a video for a special test or, or like trying to figure out how to, you know, diagnose or clear something like I'm going right to your video. So just right from the get go guys, it's, it's awesome to get to, to finally chat to you guys in person and, uh, well, uh, kind of in person. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people tell us that, but it really never gets old. You know, it's so cool to see what kind of an impact you can you can have just you know with us put, uploading videos on YouTube and actually helping people through exams finishing their degrees and, and getting ready in this in this great profession yeah, I agree I think uh, I always feel more honored even if people that do something themselves like you guys with the podcast or someone else who is really active in social media tells us that yeah, yeah. no for sure it's it's awesome. And that kind of, that's something probably that keeps you guys going, eh? Like, I'm sure obviously it's a lot of work to put in like 
to record the videos and put out the content that you guys put out. So it's always nice to just get some of that feedback that like all that hard work that you're putting in is actually paying off. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's yeah. the best reward you can get, certainly. Okay. All right, let's start off. Why don't you guys just do a little bit of intro, an intro of yourselves, kind of give some background to our listeners, um, maybe personally on like how you guys made it to physio school and maybe how you developed your relationship. Yeah, okay. So may I start? I'm Andreas Heck. I'm 26 years old, originally from Germany, where I pretty much spent my entire childhood, went to high school there. Uh, during high school, uh, went to the U.S. for a good eight months to go to high school there. And this is really where my interest in physical therapy kicked off because luckily I was never injured, even though I was an avid soccer player, played different kinds of sports, um, but I was never injured, so I never got into physical contact with any PTs, luckily. Um, which changed then in PT school where I twisted my ankle three times pretty harshly in the first two years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I could go ahead and, and try to rehab myself. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so from high school, I directly transitioned into PT where originally yeah, I wanted to do that in the US. I uh, wanted to study in Boston, Massachusetts uh, at Northeastern. I did a whole lot of work in high school to, to get into a U.S. university. Um, ended up getting into uh, Northeastern. So I got the letter. I was all hyped up. But then uh, you see that $65,000 uh, tuition fee at the bottom. You're like, ah, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to cope with that. And my family also wasn't willing to, to uh, finance that. Like we were talking about, okay, maybe I could get my will already. So anything that yeah. I may eventually get if they ever pass away, I hope they don't for quite some time. Um, it was ridiculous. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to look for something in Europe. And that's what I find in, in Amsterdam. And that's then where I met Kai, like in intro week during a miniature table tennis tournament. That's, which, that's where it started, eh? The table what? Yeah, exactly. Which I won. Uh, I want to stress that. <laughs> Just uh, for, the yeah. for the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the record, exactly. Um, yeah, my story is quite a bit longer. Um, yeah, uh, I wanted I, well, after high school, I wanted to get into medicine in Germany. Um, yeah, I didn't end up doing that because I talked to a lot of med students. They were not really satisfied with the studies um i don't know kind of ended up doing a combination of economics and it which i think you guys would call business information systems um yeah i did that yeah that's kind of unexpected i know <laughs> I, uh, I finished that studies uh, or that study and then i continued working for a big company in germany for three years uh which i did quite like i mean i had an international job um it, it was a kind of a sales marketing function that which was all right but at the age of 25 i was like okay is this the rest of my life do i want to stay at that company um the money was great um but i wasn't really passionate about that job um and just liking my job wasn't enough so i asked myself if i wanted to get into medicine again or if i wanted to make a career choice and back then I was playing yeah, high amateur soccer, so it was quite a decent level. We had our own physio, and I always kind of envied him because I, I thought it was a cool job, although it paid pretty badly in Germany. So yeah, at one point, I just made the decision to quit my job, went on a world trip for a year, traveled basically all continents, um, and then I decided I was going to go for physio in Amsterdam. Because I didn't want to end up in my little village in Germany again. I wanted to to see something from the from the big world. And yeah, that's uh, that's how I met Andreas at the <laughs> table tennis. Uh, <laughs> you guys locked eyes at that table tennis, yeah. and it was from there on out. It was destiny. <laughs> it's always this contrast program, like my story. You know, kid goes to high school, has to make a decision, like everybody. What do you want to do? Besides, yeah. I know PT sounds interesting and uh, I go to PT school and like this, this whole, our entire school, our entire class was basically some version of Kai's story 
having done something before, being in the military, getting deployed, uh, coming back, wanting to do PT, professional uh, figure skater, uh, toured the entire world, figure skating, got injured, this and that. And then my story is always kind of boring, but I think <laughs> You're it, like, it, yeah, I just came out of high school and I was too broke to go to the US, so I'm <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I feel like that's a lot of people's stories. Like for me, like I didn't know I was going to go into physio until like third year university. And there wasn't like a huge kind of backstory. Like I, I knew I was like, I wanted to help people. Uh, I knew I liked being active and stuff, but like that was pretty much it. Yeah. So, you know, I got a pretty normal story too. So no, cra <laughs> no crazy travel stories or finding myself. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm curious though, um, Kai, you're talking about um, how you kind of had that business background and the, and the marketing and stuff. So yeah. I was wondering, like, do you guys create all your content and all your graphics and stuff? And, and like, did you get some, uh, you know, experience with that? And has that helped uh, with your physio tutor stuff? Yeah, the, the, the funny thing about all of that is I do have an IT background, but Andreas does all the IT stuff. <laughs> I did all the graphics yeah. and, 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 but that just comes from my hobby I uh, first got in touch with Photoshop in high school and uh, yeah I just fucked around with it yeah I feel like so, Will has a similar story to that too he, he's the one that creates like all of our, our graphics and stuff and he just learned it from YouTube <laughs> basically messing around not from your guys' account though <laughs> um so you guys made it together to physio school now let's talk about how like physio tutors got started and like kind of what pushed you guys to start putting out those videos and content and all that good stuff yeah just the lack thereof um when we were in in, in our first year um you get bombarded with so many tests special tests for the shoulder knee algorithms um, and, and all you have is McGee, also Canadian, right? Yeah. David McGee's textbook, which was praised as the Bible. We were <laughs> supposed to sleep on it, literally. Um, <laughs> and that's all you have. And I mean, it was 2012 when we started. And I mean, you know, the, the, the textbooks, I have so many textbooks that I never opened because once I got my hands on the PDF, I just wanted the PDF so I could search more easily right. I, I didn't even buy books in the first place yeah. because see, i didn't see, have the money and i was like and, no and he, and he already did a study i probably so don't he, need it he didn't i know how to fall this works, in that yeah. you know freshman trap that i fell into buying books worth like 830 euros <laughs> oh, i made that mistake and then i got pdfs for the entire class <laughs> Euro. <laughs> no. so um yeah the, you, you just have the textbook and i was like man always looking up tests on YouTube at that time. And I didn't find one consistent high quality source that you could rely on. There were a couple of people who were doing something like uh, the student physical therapist back then was like one page. Yeah, but physical therapy nation. Yeah, uh, them yeah. too. But I think physical therapy student, they were the only ones who also provided some sort oh, of oh. evidence for the videos that they were uh, presenting um, that you could then cross-reference. But yeah, then, then they also stopped publishing videos oh. at some point. And we thought, hmm, fast forward, yeah. second year, we were um, first year uh, tutors. That's also where the name Physio Tutors sort of comes from. Because we have this peer tutoring program, or we had this peer tutoring program in our school where once you are in second year, um, you can have these informal meetings with first year students and sort of uh, answer their questions on this student-to-student -student basis. Maybe there are some questions that they don't want to ask in class because they're afraid or they want to recap on, and, and practice skills. And then you meet up with them once a week to practice that. And then um, I don't know if you have to uh, accumulate elective credit points uh, in your studies, but we had to um, accumulate something like 20 elective credits during our four-year studies um, to graduate and 
You could do that through extracurricular activities such as this peer tutoring program or doing a language course or, I don't know, whatever activity, a first aid course, something like that. And, but to get that credit, you have to write a report. I don't know, three, four, I don't know how many pages it was back then. And we were just so too lazy to write that report. So we were like, all right, let's use a YouTube channel and uh, upload videos on the topics we covered with our group so they can recap on that. And then we'll have that as proof that we did something during those weekly meetings. And uh, yeah, Plus, we had a big living room, still have. Yeah. Um, and we found a treatment bench in front of our school that we fixed. Um, and you had a camera from your dad, yeah, that's true. Uh, which we still have. <laughs> Shout out to Ginter Heck. First sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, yeah. So that's, that's how we ended up uh, yeah. making those videos. Yeah. It's, it was a combination. You know, it's uh, once our own need to have videos available and yeah, you know, we are, we knew that, okay, if we publish that, somebody else is going to find it's useful because yeah. you're never alone with a question that you have on the internet rarely um and and then be helping our first year students getting that credit and um yeah just an idea out of the lack of of, of available resources yeah i feel like that's that's a common theme that we've heard of people that like start off and doing their own thing like just a lack of or a frustration of what's going on and then you take that and combine it with like your passion and yeah. usually end up finding um, something or creating something like you guys have with like physio tutors. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like this business one-on-one, right? It's uh, find a problem, try to solve it. And, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious. So like you guys were putting content out while you're in physio school. Um, how was like the response from like classmates and, and, and faculty and, and stuff like that. Was it positive? Was it like that people are like, ah, why are you guys doing it? They didn't really understand. Like, how was that? I, f I think the people in our year, they were laughing a little bit about it. Or <laughs> I don't know if they took it serious because yes, we were students. But I think the uh, first year students that benefited from the videos, they all already appreciated it because they also knew that we made those videos for them. But I think um, that's also the reason why we started with uh, filming orthopedic tests because it's pretty straightforward. I mean, you can, in the beginning, we took McGee as a basis. Uh, later on, we found out that the best way would be to, you know, go on PubMed, look for articles. I mean, you don't have to be a professor of physiotherapy or, or similar to be able to reproduce that. I think what we made differently to, compared to other channels was that we had a good video or, or audiovisual quality yeah, straight from the start. Yeah, and kind of uh, people knew what they could expect from a video. So it was always an introduction, a little bit of evidence. We showed a video or like the, the, the test and there's a little outro, that's it. So you kind of always know what you get. Yeah, I think what Kaya said, we tried to minimize our vulnerability as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. You know, being yeah. students, you know, we didn't talk about our concepts or our way of dealing with uh, things or assessing the patients, method. you know, my method of assessing the <laughs> shoulder. It was just straightforward orthopedic assessments. How are they described in a diagnostic accuracy study? This, this is how they did it. There yeah. you go. If you want to read more about the article, it's in the description and that's it. So you're, yeah, let's put it in quotation marks, untouchable a little bit. Yeah, like you're just putting out, you're just putting out the facts, right? The evidence and, and what everyone you you can't really question it, really, because it's just what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and um, of course, then now it's it also evolves a little bit more into uh, what's our clinical reasoning behind certain uh, assessments or certain approaches. Uh, we go in, into more of the treatment where things get way more blurry because it's so yeah, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. There's no one way to treat. Um, so that's a little bit uh, of a different story, but yeah, like my mentor, when we started and we talked, we have these mentor meetings. So you, you know, they, they, uh, ask you about your progress and how you're doing because there are people coming from all over the world. So they have to adjust to living in different cities. So it's good to have some, your mentor who, uh, who can also, um, you can talk about stuff like that if your family is not there or whatever. 
and he already was like, all right, that's, that's a cool idea. You know, that can evolve into, you know, a business opportunity. And I was uh, yeah, laughing at that idea back then. Cause I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that. But you know, yeah. now we're here. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of what one of my next questions is going to be is like how, when for you guys, was it like, okay, this is real. Like we're, we can actually take this and make it something because like, obviously you just started out putting videos out. You're getting some views. People liked it. I'm sure it felt cool. You get subscribers and all that stuff. But then like at what point were you guys are like, all right, let's go here. Let's take yeah. the next level. Yeah. That I was two and a half years ago when we graduated ourselves, because then we had to make a decision if we wanted to continue with physio tutors and turn it into a full-time business. And I think back then it was a pretty difficult decision money wise, because I think we made like 50 euros from YouTube a month. So, you know, it's not a logical decision to say, okay, I'm not going to work full-time as a physio, but only part-time and then focus on physio tutors. Um, so yeah, for me, it was kind of funny because when I told my dad or my parents, they were kind of used to my crazy decisions. Same with quitting my job back then. So I, I was like, just trust me, it's going to be fine. But uh, yeah, it's like, we're just going to go, go all in for a year. And then we'll see how it evolves. If it's going somewhere and we can see, um, I don't know, the views are increasing and we are growing as a business, then I, I think I can justify to put in all that energy and, and, and time. And yeah, this, I think from that point on, this is where it really increased and, and, and we grew and we started with the book and the, the app and it, and it grew into a real business. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I think that the framework was, was laid back then, but it's still, um, yeah, mostly a two man show. It, it, it's, it's, it's starting to, to get, you know, structures like of, of an actual business, but we're not quite there yet. I'd say it's, it's still, still living in, still living yeah. with uh, two other housemates yes. filming in the living room. So it's still of the, it, it still has the garage uh, yeah, startup garage uh, uh, business. Yeah. Um, it's like, it, it's such a unique uh, way of doing business and stuff like with using social media platforms. And, and when you're like explaining, trying to explain that to your parents <laughs> or something, you know, it's, uh, how do you really describe to them, you know, what it is and what you're doing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. In, in, in your case, like, all right, I'm going to quit my well-paying job at this <laughs> well-reputated German company and uh, go travel the world uh, and become a physio. People look at you and then you get your physio degree and, yeah, it's, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I'm not going to work full-time as a physio and yeah. revenue. I'm going to try this social media thing. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but it's still the same thing. Eh? Now, like, when we reached 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, you get that uh, YouTube button. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have this family app on WhatsApp. So I posted like, hey, we reached 100,000 subscribers. And like, there was like no reaction. <laughs> because my, I think my grandpa and my parents were like, yeah, so what about it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Are those paying customers? Yeah. Do they pay? <laughs> no. So, huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to ask you guys about that. Is like, so I met, I listened to the episode you guys did with the duck legs, um, and I know you guys mentioned that you had people in almost every country like listening, or, like watching yeah. videos. Like, how like how does that feel to like, you know, to have to have that? Like, everyone, someone in every country has heard of you guys. Like, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, we don't get statistics from North Korea or uh, or China. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we know that there is also big demand in China, like people who are trying to get our videos on Chinese YouTube um, with subtitles and everything. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like if you, even if there are two views from Uganda. Yeah, and, I think, and, yeah. Okay, sorry, like, can I interrupt you? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it, this, we only realized that when we, on the trip uh, to San Francisco, I think. Yeah, like exactly. we we did a uh, in February last year we were in San Diego and then in San Francisco. Uh, back then it was for the San Diego Pain Summit, and uh, we did this city trip like a walking tour through San Francisco, and uh, there was like a group of thirty people and two guys in that group knew us from our YouTube channel. So that's kind of fucked up. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, then we realized okay, this this is pretty crazy. So quite a lot of people 
have to watch YouTube or have to watch us on YouTube for that to happen. Yeah, but yeah, like there, there's a view from every country, you can say. Yeah. There's like a hundred, in our analytics, 156 uh, countries that uh, we have views from. And even there are countries just one view. So that one person uh, has, <laughs> has watched a video in uh, that country. Uh, plus, when I was in uh, Sri Lanka uh, last October, uh, I wanted to go to the toilet and this guy stopped me on the, on the stairs and he was like, I'm watching you guys on YouTube. That's also pretty, uh, that's also pretty funny. That's awesome. That's that's something that me and Will talk about often. I guess it's a question you can ask, like you guys, is like obviously when you went into physio school, you were thinking probably traditional physio route, right? Maybe, maybe not, but like for the most part, most people do. And then like once you do something like this and step out onto like the social platforms and you realize like how much of an impact you can have um, on people on such a mass scale for the profession. Like it completely, for us, it completely shifted our mindset and like what we can do. And then once you figure out you can actually make money off that and actually have a career um, to support yourself, like how, how was that process for you guys? Like when you started to realize that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, when we started two years ago, I thought like this would be the dream if we could ever maintain like this lifestyle and, and also make some money to support ourselves that that would be unreal and i think now we are actually yeah on a pretty good way to accomplish that not yet i mean <laughs> yeah we're still living like students and still kind of are so uh yeah but but yeah it's that, for me that's 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 a dream and and we're pretty close to accomplishing that yeah i think that's what kai said it is the dream for for everybody that Uh, you can do something um, yeah that you're super passionate about and especially not financial gains but the freedom that we are able to enjoy with that in terms of time probably later on in terms of uh, geographical location is that's the dream come true and if you can then also get the, the finances right perfect um it's a bit of a of a dilemma as well juggling between practical experience and doing this social media company um doing a part-time masters um and having a social life girlfriend and everything so handling all of that is is also a challenge at the moment but um yeah, the, the freedom that you're able to enjoy is, is the best reward and, and, and the crazy feeling. Because also, it's, it's limitless, right? You can scale that indefinitely. Yeah. What, um, what does like a day-to-day look like for you guys then? Like, are you in clinic? Are you practicing? I, I, I know you just mentioned you're doing like your master's, so obviously you guys are still in school a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. How, how does it look for you guys? Um. I think the best way is to watch our day in the life uh, special that we published on YouTube. Oh. That kind of that kind of depicts a, a, a typical day that we have. Yeah, but yeah. I say it's like getting up in the morning. Um, I mean, we uh, I do Facebook, Andreas does Instagram, so it's a lot of posting and answering comments, scheduling videos. Um, I, I think what people think we do is always uh, just the YouTube videos. That's what they have in mind but I think that's the smallest part of everything. That's just writing scripts and filming, which is like a day of a whole week. But then I think most of the time I dedicate, or like we both dedicate to developing products for like, for, for example, the book that we published, I think yeah, that it took ages to write the book. Um, now we're in a progress to write an uh, orthopedic uh, assessment online course which also took ages because you want to have it perfect and it you know you can always improve and then we change stuff so i think we've been busy on that course for like two years and i think it's going to go it's going to be published in january um then we have to read articles uh for the masters to prepare stuff presentations uh still got some exams left so we have half a year left for for us to finish the masters and uh, I practice two days 
in a in a practice, not our own practice, or just a practice in Amsterdam. Yeah, but I think what you said, we're trying to make this a business. So there's a lot of administrative work that's connected with that. We have a rising influx of emails that we get every day. Uh, we get that are some from followers or, or some are more business related, mm. you know, more and more interest is, is we're, you know, creating more and more interest in, in our business by other parties. Um, we have Skype calls with different people. We are developing um, other, other projects. Um, podcasts. Yeah, we have podcasts <laughs> on the weekend. But you know, being a business, we want to expand that business, which means we have to develop new projects. And again, a lot of time goes in that. That's web development, a lot of research on, on different aspects of those new projects. How can we realize them? We go to the gym every day. <laughs> and we Arm day and chill. Arm day and uh. chill. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, this, that's pretty much a, a whole week. And then we both have a girlfriend. They also need attention. And, and Man, you guys are superheroes. Like, you, you, you must be drinking lots of coffee then. Like, come that's, on. That's, that's the funny thing. Uh, Kai, you still drink coffee. I, I do drink minimized lot, yeah. my coffee consumption drastically. But you also sleep more, so uh, I, also I think that's fair. sleep more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give and take, really. So. No, I think, I, I think yeah, we... we to uh, invest a lot of hours uh, and I think now is the time to do that if you live with like in, in a garage I want to say but uh, if you have this uh, startup business and you're young and you're driven uh, but I don't think at the same time that's maintainable for no. a lot of time although it's 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 my passion I mean but yeah it, it, it is a lot of hours yeah do you like work though sometimes you know yeah. There, it also fluctuates a lot and that correlates with how much we have to invest uh, additionally into our masters, um, how much we have to invest in, in, in physio tutors that also correlates with deadlines we set ourselves or mm -hmm. projects we're realizing at the moment. Um, yeah, it really depends. It yeah, depends how good the weather is. Yeah, I feel like I could I could never work those many hours if it was for like a, a, another business, like what I did back then. Like I could never work 60 or more hours. Now it's pretty common like to have a 60 plus hour work week. But it's, yeah, it's, it is all right. Sometimes it's, it's a bit much, but it's, yeah. yeah. I think for the fact that we live together, we go to the gym together, we have a business together, uh, we're There's, still pretty good friends. We're with not it. <laughs> clashing often. Like we haven't had a huge clash. That's good. Yeah, in, in, in the six years that we've known each other and, mm -hmm. and developed this business. So I think that's also a pretty rare situation when you have a, a part business partnership <clears throat> and you live this close together. You know? Yeah. I think it's important. Like it's nice to hear you guys talk about the fact that you know, there's a lot more to it than just making YouTube videos and putting out Instagram. Oh. Content. Like, I think people don't realize that, um, especially like your content is so good. Like it takes a lot of time, right. To develop that stuff. And, um, also the fact that like you guys are saying that there's ups and downs, I think everyone kind of tries tends to think that it's like all so good, but like, it's literally like ride, riding a wave. And like, sometimes you don't want to do, do stuff. And I think oh. people need to understand that you get to that place. Um, but I think what's important is like, if you have that passion, like that's what you need. Cause if you don't have that, when you get to that shitty place where like, you're not feeling like working, you're not feeling like doing it, you'll probably just quit if you don't have that passion. So uh, yeah. exactly. I think that's exactly the thing in the beginning that we tell people when they ask us how to start up a social media brand, uh, because no one gives a shit about you in the beginning. Like, I think you guys experienced the same. And, and that's why you have to be passionate about what you do and you just have to do it because you like it. I think the first three or four years on YouTube, I mean, we did have some views back then, but in the beginning, no one cares. So you just keep doing what you're doing because you like it and you can't be dependent on views, on uh, financial revenue or, or whatever, because otherwise you're just going to quit. And I think there's a lot of people who think they can do the same or 
maybe they're even better knowledge wise or they have uh, more experience, but they will stop after a year or two because they don't see a revenue stream. Yeah. And even like, I like to look at this micro and, and macro Gary V concept. He says, okay, you have to have micro speed and, and macro patience. So execute a lot, but evaluate over the long term. And, and that's, that's how it is, you know, with any social media platform, uh, there are, you can have micro spikes, but also major micro downs, you know, yeah. uh, you might have one post that gets a lot of traction and then you get this huge boost in, in, in followership and, and, and incoming likes, but that's not maintainable. It's never maintainable. But if you look on, on the macro scale, if there is healthy growth, then you're on the right track. But I think a lot of people get, get sidetracked in that micro space, evaluating every single post, every th single episode, video, whatever they post and, 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 and judge their success based on a single piece of content. If one post is going great, you feel great and you get lots of followers and likes and then your next post maybe gets not even a third of the likes, which, yeah, it, it sometimes cuts deep and you're like, fuck, I spent a lot of time on this post, but it's, why isn't that going great? But look at it three weeks later and 30 more posts and see how that changed and had an, an, an influence. But that's where a lot of people then say, hmm, maybe the next five posts don't go as great. Yeah, what's the point? Mm. And, and I think that's a good point because I think people think like you, you like when people like your stuff and it does well. Like I'm, we're not going to sit here and be like, that's, that's cool. Like you get, you get pumped when you see that. Right. But at the, at the same time, you can't use that as like your only source of motivation or to continue doing things because like you'll just, you'll just ride that wave. And like if you don't hit something good, you'll, you'll be – you'll be done. But if you have that like vision and that, that meaning behind it, I think that's where it's important. I think a lot of people go into maybe they see what you guys are doing on Instagram and YouTube and they're like, they see the finished product, like where you are now. And like, that's awesome. But like the journey to get there, they don't really see where you guys started from. And if you didn't have that, that vision and that passion for what you're doing, you probably wouldn't have continued on. So I think people need to establish that first before they decide like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. 100% right yeah yeah because I think it's like it's something uh, you know that I think we share commonality with is like you know you're not doing it just to start a social media brand it's not just like I just want to start a social media brand like like for us like we just had a couple things we really liked doing and that we really enjoyed and that we we wanted to actually like uh, develop our, our content like we were invested in the content and with connecting with others through our podcasts and stuff like that. And that's really what's kept us going. And I feel like mm -hmm. for us, that's helped kind of shape the brand. You know, it's not like we sat there and we were like, this is our brand, you know, yeah. right from the beginning. It really depends where you get your satisfaction from. Like, do you get it from the conversations you get to have on a weekly basis with people who are in this field or is it the likes you get per episode or, the you know the paycheck at the end of the month right yeah and i think i think for us it's always been about like how can we help the profession how can we help people how can we continue to make a difference like that's always been like our sole motivation rather than like the monetary value it was never about that ever and it's still it still right. really isn't but we're starting to see opportunity where we can have maybe some monetary oh. gain, which is like that's cool that's awesome because we put a lot of time in and we put a lot of money into it with no return in the exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, finances like in terms of growth in terms of like connection in terms of developing as students and as people it's been amazing it's been worth every like penny and time that we've had but like financial financially wise we haven't gotten anything back from it, right well but same for us first if four if, years yeah, we if, didn't if, really get any financial revenue because we also didn't ask for it right. we made some adsense money but like i said that's like natural, uh, you can neglect that 50 euros per month. At, at, at the same time, if you still calculate uh, our salary per hour, no one would ever get up in the morning for that. Yeah. Like th th that's, that's way below yeah. social security or Minimum whatever. Wage, it's, yeah. It, yeah, I don't even want to know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to quit. Yeah. But yeah, you know, at some point, you know, four years down the road, we decided to really first monetize our product with the ebook and, and the mobile app, um, which, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a step. It's a scary step to take. You know, the first time you're asking mm. for something, the response was incredible and, and, and still is. And it's a huge honor that you know, we get to make some more revenue with those products. But we still believe that they add extra value. And that's the important thing. And it's also not that we stop putting out free content on a daily basis. Right. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with monetizing the attention you have and, and the product you're delivering. It's scary, but I think if the intention is right, then there's no problem with that. Yeah, and uh, it, is, it is a tough thing to do, right? Like stepping up to ask people for money. But I think if you hit it on the head with, if your intentions are right and like why you're, you're doing it is, is the right, and like your followers know that. Like I've started to realize that people, people know when you're trying to like just make a buck and people know when you're actually trying to add value. Um, and I think you guys have done a good job of building that through, through your brand and it's very obvious, right? So that's mm -hmm. kind of hopefully when we start to take next steps with whatever we're doing, like we hope that people feel that same, the same way um, when we try to potentially monetize and make, make yeah. some money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th I think the basis for us was always because we still are our own target group that we asked ourselves, okay, what would we like or what would we have liked as students? And that's, that's exactly the products that we try to develop. Yeah. And I mean, if, even if your intent is, you know, I got to make ends meet and uh, pay rent and I want to pursue this, there's nothing wrong if one of your intents is, you know, I want to monetize this. Right. Um, and people also have to understand that. I mean, there are followers, you know, who ask us to give away 40 free books and, uh, you know, provide free assistance in, uh, in thesis writings and, and stuff where we have to decline because we don't have the time. And, you know, at some point we also have to realize that our time also has value. We're already giving away a lot of our time for free to provide that value, but that caps at some point. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that shift for you guys. Cause I mean, for us personally, I think we're still in the moment where like, we just want to help and give and like, we, you know, coming from that place of like, just wanting to add value, but then like taking that step to like, being like, Oh, you know what? Like we, we're putting a lot of time and effort into this. Like we should also be like valued and respected for that. So like, how was that shift for you guys? Yeah. I, I, I'm speaking for myself now. Eh? Correct me if, if you see it differently, but I don't think it, it, it was a, big issue for me personally because we still have so much free content out there and also if people I mean there's people from third world countries that cannot afford our app or, or the book but still there's so much uh, free content out there and we tell them look you don't need it it's mm -hmm. there's so much out there it's the book and the app are added value because it makes stuff way easier uh, but but still I, I think that's why I, I feel okay with how we developed it and how we published it and because there's still uh, free stuff will always be the basis and and if you like what we do and you want to support us a little bit and you want some extra stuff uh then go and buy our products if you can afford it uh you don't need it that's all right yeah it's our paywall is really low you can easily jump over it and uh you know the you can watch all of our videos consume all of our Facebook and Instagram content. But if you want the convenience, get our products. That's what they, that's what they provide. I mean, we've tried options like Patreon where people can support yeah. us, but it, it didn't work out. Or like, donate button on the or website. Or a PayPal <laughs> donate button that's already gone. <laughs> that didn't work yet. out. Like this, like with your hands together. Come on, please. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I would have felt, yeah, I, I don't know. It was never an option for us to, you know, like, completely switch to paid content directly like from you know free content to kind of take all the videos down um then i would have felt yeah kind of i don't know bad but that would have been a major shift in what we what we are trying to do as well please don't do that yeah yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> students are like please don't do that and yeah if if it hadn't worked out as it did you know then we would have published it for free probably 
yeah, that was also that was also an option back then. Right? Even, if nobody yeah. is willing to, you know, pay for the convenience, you know, maybe we'll release it for free. Don't just don't just don't uh, tell too many people to encourage them not to buy our products now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. everyone go buy the book in the app and, and uh, yeah. go like and subscribe <laughs> yeah. yeah um what's kind of so as we wrap it up here guys what's kind of like next for you guys like how are you is there anything coming down the pipe that like is different from what you've been doing in the past that that maybe you want to talk about yeah i think the biggest thing is this online course that we are about to publish because i think with the product i mean it's it's kind of a yeah summary of uh, orthopedic tests in a book the app is pretty similar to that and uh, we've been asked by quite a couple of people if we have online courses and that's kind of yeah it goes way deeper into the clinical reasoning behind different steps of the assessment process um, that that was a huge product that we're going to publish soon um, I think for us personally one big step will be finishing our master's yeah. in june if everything uh, knock on wood if uh, everything goes well um yeah and we have a couple of other ideas that we're still trying to develop so yeah i mean the basis will always be the same the videos posts on facebook posts on instagram um and yeah. i think figuring out our working and living situation oh, yeah. once That's the master's is done because yeah. you know the girlfriend kind of pressing about <laughs> You know, probably moving <laughs> in together, um, being done with the masters. People are going to move out here. Our roommates are going to move out in the summer. Um, and we want to take the next step to make this more of a legit business. So got to find a space to uh, film, oh. probably maybe have a small office space there as well. Um, and where we're going to end up living. Oh. So that's a logistics question. Well, I hope uh, if we ever end up in Amsterdam, that uh, we'll be able to come and uh, see you guys at that location. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, secret projects that we can't disclose. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, keep them secret. Don't want to let everyone know what's going. On. Got to keep the people feeling on their toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so, so maybe we are going to take down the YouTube videos. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Soak it all in right now. Yeah. With every, everything that's going on, maybe YouTube is going to destroy itself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You never know what can happen, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe just to, to end it off, like if you guys had any like advice that you would toss out to like physio students that are either just starting or maybe on the process of moving out of physio school, like what, what would that be? You want to go ahead? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if you need time to think, yeah, uh, I'd I'd say uh, be active on social media. Uh, like, it doesn't mean you have to start something on your own, but follow a couple of people that uh, cover topics that you're interesting in interested in. Um, in in whatever media you like, if you like podcasts, of course, follow you you guys. Um, <laughs> But um, because this way, it's such a good way to stay in touch with the latest evidence, but also um, to get in touch with the leading uh, researchers in our field. And also, if you're motivated, I mean, start your own blog uh, page, whatever, because I think we personally grew uh, and, and grew as physios as well by feedback. I think in the beginning, you know, we talked about being vulnerable i think for us it was relatively easy to publish uh yeah tests based on papers someone published but still i think along the road we got so much feedback also in a negative way but which was good because it helped us to develop as physios to yeah dive deeper into different topics yeah and, and along those lines stay critical uh, uh even with everything that you consume, whether that's in a lecture or on social media, stay critical, take a look at the other side, uh, read beyond the headlines of anything, whether that's a paper, whether that's a post, um, and, and accept uncertainty. Yeah. It's, it sounds very, uh, yeah, philosophical, but 
that's how it is. Uh, you will probably never have the definite answer. That's just science. We're just trying as many hypotheses as there are, trying to accept them or refute them. But there's always going to be a challenge to any statement that's, that's being made. Yeah. That's it. I like it. It's awesome. Really appreciate that advice. And people benefit from uh, hearing the philosophy tutors. <laughs> um, if you want to just drop where people can find you on social, I mean, if they aren't already following you. Everything PhysioTutors. So either at PhysioTutors or any platform forward slash PhysioTutors. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, even though we don't post a lot over there. Snapchat. Um, our own website, physiotutors.com. Including the newsletter, I yeah, think, if you want to stay up to date about yeah. upcoming projects, but also, yeah, we have a weekly, a weekly uh, newsletter, newsletter that also just recaps the best stuff we posted during that week yeah. on all platforms. Uh, best is to go physiotutors.com and then you can go from there. Links to all of the platforms, course website, our shop, our YouTube channel, and the newsletter is all on there. Awesome. There we go. Well, guys, we appreciate you taking the time coming on. It's uh, it's pretty cool for me and Will to actually sit down and talk to you. Like we said, like we followed you guys for a while and you saved your ass a bunch of times. So it's cool to finally sit down and connect with you guys. The power of social media is unreal. So yeah, we appreciate the invitation. It's always yeah. cool to chat. Thanks a lot uh, for inviting us. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll be in touch. You guys have a great day in Amsterdam. You too. You too. Take care. Hey. All right, guys, that wraps up episode 51 of the PT Coffee Cast with the Physio Tutors. We'd like to thank Andres and Kai for coming on and chatting with us. Uh, it was cool to actually sit down and talk with them. We follow we followed them for quite some time now um, and used their videos a bunch of times for our practical exams in physio school. Uh, so being able to sit down and talk with them about how they started Physio Tutors, some of the challenges they faced, um, how they plan on taking their brand to the next level, uh, was pretty cool. So if you guys aren't following them, we suggest you head over to basically all social platforms um, and follow them using the handle at PhysioTutors. Uh, definitely check out their YouTube videos. Those videos are very helpful, whether you're a student or a clinician. If you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the MVMTPTs. If you have a question that you'd like to email to us, you can email us themovementpts at gmail.com. And if you guys like this podcast and got some value out of it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a review. Um, it just helps our podcast grow. And we also ask if you did enjoy it to share it with one other person. We just want to continue to spread our message um, and encourage people to drink more coffee because who doesn't want to drink more coffee? Um, and also, guys, if you didn't catch it at the start, uh, Andreas and Kai, they offered us, uh, sorry, you guys, the listeners, a 10% discount code on their ebook by using the promo code MOVEMENT, M-V-M-T. So if you head over to their website um, and you add the ebook to your cart and you use the promo code MOVEMENT, you'll get 10% off. Uh, the ebook is pretty cool. It basically takes a lot of the information that they put on their YouTube channel um, into a condensed, uh, more easily searchable format. Um, you get over 480 pages. You also get uh, lifetime content updates with that purchase. So we highly suggest you guys check that out. Again, we'd like to thank Andres and Kai for offering that up to you guys. Um, we really, really appreciate that. So guys, that's all we got for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you on the next one. Peace.